Hello and welcome to a special end of season edition of the Fulham Focus podcast. My name is Morgan Calton and I am in the car driving back from St Andrews uh, with my uh, co-host today, Matt Rees. Hello. Or Matt Baldwin, whatever you want to call it. You're Matt. You're, yeah. you're the only Matt that's here today. Uh, so yeah, um, as you know, uh, I've just walked up to that game and gotta say, bit disappointed. Uh, I think that's really where we should start off. Go with the positives first. Okay. And talk yeah. talk about the fantastic effort you guys put in. So yeah, I mean, you know, not gonna blow my own horn or anything, but we blow other people's horns. Yeah, I blow other people's horns. So. Uh, on Thursday morning, um, 11 of us left Craven Cottage uh, and headed north and we finally arrived at St Andrews at about 11.30 today. Um, <clears throat> had to be one of the hardest experiences of my life. Um, it was three days of solid walking, um, which also included me passing out at one point towards the end of the second day. Um, not ideal. and. Yeah, and then today was just a nice walk, six miles, um, with some uh, Birmingham fans, a couple more Fulham fans. Yeah, it was just really good, sort of like, you know, well, I'd say a good way to spend three days, but, you know, I've spent three days getting a suntan, doing slightly <laughs> more, uh, slightly less painful things. Uh, one of the great things, you know, we've obviously we were raising money for the charity Calm, uh, which is a campaign against living miserably, and we've at this point raised over 12 grand. Um, which, which is fantastic. You know, we yeah. set out to uh, raise about ten grand as a target, and to get through that, um, we actually sort of broke through the ten grand barrier about <clears throat> two hours after leaving the cottage. So, yeah, can't can't argue with that. Um, so it was definitely worth all the pain, all the, the blisters, and whatever is going on with my lower legs now. Um, Especially yeah. should take a moment as well to say well done and congratulations to everything to Lee Adams who sort of organised the whole thing you know, the, yeah. the, I, I wasn't involved in it personally other than, other than, other than making a few donations but the, the work that Lee has done sort of not just with this but th- throughout the season and even before that has just been phenomenal and I cannot you know applaud him enough you know this is obviously a charity and a cause that's very close to his heart and the effort that he put into it Again, not just this these last three days, but for, yeah. since since day dot that he's been working on has been superb. And I, I've been uh, working with Lee on a few of these uh, sort of things in the initiatives in the past, and his sort of desire to spread the word and raise awareness of mental health uh, is it's uh, you know it's fantastic. And to do something like this, I feel like this this particular event was kind of the culmination of quite a few bits and pieces you know it was one that is it came at the right time of year uh, there was something to play for in the game so there was certainly interest in that respect yeah. um, there was you know it, it got uh, interest from fans of other teams yeah, not just Birmingham you know we got donations from all over the place and it just sort of it's it was kind of just that sort of perfect event um, it's kind of like it would be difficult to know how to better that one now but you know I think Obviously, what he's done, he can now build on this, and hopefully, he'll be able to spread his message even further. And you know, and it was great to have the club involved in it as well. You know, they have to say thanks to Fulham uh, on um, Thursday, especially for letting us into the ground, letting us take some photos in front of the pitch. Um, you know, they, they don't have to do that, you know, um, but it was very nice that they were involved. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, so it was a Hard but great, uh, three and a bit days, and now uh, on to the not so positive. Yeah, days. and so we get to St Andrews. I, I was say you know full of positivity. Yeah, we've we've been on that run, twenty three games undefeated, and we came out of, in that game and just looked so off the pace. Yeah, and too many players looked as if they completely forgot that this was a game that could get us promoted. And, you know, obviously as the Cardiff running score went, had we won it, had we beaten a team uh, 20 places below us, um, 20, uh, but we would have gone up. Yet that interest from the players seemed as if they didn't even, well, I would say they cared, but they just 
weren't bothered. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to sort of guess what the mindset of the what the mindset of the players was, but could you sort of think maybe they expected Cardiff to win, and therefore, right, let's just conserve energy, conserve energy for the playoffs. That could be my only sort of rationale for thinking, because you can't exactly say, oh, Birmingham wanted it more than us, you know, as you know. On a last game of the, on the last day of the season, if one team's you know if one team's five for some and the other isn't, then obviously one team wants it more. But you can't say that on a day like today because both teams wanted something, and it, it's as hard it's hard to put a finger on it. One one thing I do want to sort of you know mention it is something that uh, Don uh, mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and that's the pitch because I noted I noted it and a couple of other people on Twitter know beforehand. Birmingham did exactly what Millwall did, which was don't water the pitch mm. and leave the grass long. Yep. And you could tell that first half, particularly I think it was Sessegnon uh, cutting in from the left-hand side down the far end from where we were. The ball just got stuck under his feet. The mm-hmm. ball wasn't moving the way that we'd wanted to. Yeah, and it was... The ball, it almost looked sticky on the pitch, didn't yeah. it? It was kind of... It was, the grass was just that noticeably bit longer. Um, and, you know, that's... That's perfectly sort of you know fine. I mean, yeah. It's just you know it's a, it's tactics a from tactic, yeah. yeah. Um, and but I mean there were certain players slipping over as well. Yeah. You know, they, so they were, they were struggling to just got the wrong stunt on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you kind of feel that sort of players at this level shouldn't be overly affected by a couple of centimeters of grass. Yeah. You it's you kind of have to adapt to conditions and. As soon as they went out onto the pitch, they would have realised that it was slightly longer than they used to. Now, they were still able to pass the ball. The pitch was beautiful. You know, it looked yeah. in great nick for, you know, this time of year. Um, there is no reason they couldn't play the type of football that we're used to playing. Um, but they just... They, I mean, especially... I mean, I've got to talk about that. On the right-hand side in that first half, yeah. um, Fredericks, um, they kind of offered nothing. Um, I, I mean, I love Piazza. I think he's got the best attitude um, of any of the players. Yeah, you know, he seems to be a fan favourite as well because the way he acts on social media. Well, he is, and he, he comes across as a professional. He's yeah. sort of, you know, you look at him and he's spent two seasons on loan here um, and, and at no time did he act as if he wasn't a, a full-time player for us. Yeah. You know, and this is kind of endears himself to the fans and rightly so. Um, but in this game, was he did, you know, Showed to offer very little. Um, Fredericks, you know, who would support him generally down that flank. Uh, I don't know what he was on today, but it certainly wasn't sort of the Fredericks we've seen in recent weeks. Yeah. Um, his his pace, he barely used it. I mean, a couple of times early on, he sort of looked like he was sort of coming out the blocks, uh, but didn't do anything. Um, passes were going awry. Um, and then sort of you know, playing into Kearney in the middle and I think we're going to move on to him in a minute uh, but that yeah. was not a captain's performance no no and I think it's, as much as you want to sort of say you know Fredericks could have done better Piazon could have done better you know Matt Target certainly could have done better and he obviously and he wasn't 100% you could tell no. you do have to give some credit to Birmingham yeah. you know this wasn't you know we did play badly you could tell but Birmingham were playing, you know, 100 miles an hour from the get-go, yeah. and you can only you can only applaud them for that. Oh yeah, I mean, they fully deserve to win that game. I mean, their attitude when they came out was brilliant, you know. Yeah. And for them, uh, we were talking to some of the Birmingham fans earlier. I think they said it was the first full house for five years, and the atmosphere was brilliant. Oh, brilliant! The, yeah, the, they sang "Key Right Onto the End of the Road" maybe one or two times more. It was a bit it was a bit excessive, but <laughs> if you can give them credit, it was a great atmosphere. Absolutely terrific. Yeah, and conceding that early goal, you know, 15 minutes in, you kind of look at that and go, okay, that's annoying, but we've got 75 minutes left. Yeah, and we've and we've come back, we've come back from, you know, we've come back from that before. Yeah, most notably Sunderland last week when again we weren't at the races for the first, you know, even against Sunderland for the first hour or so we weren't there, but then but then we kicked on again, and I don't know whether or not it's because we were just putting too much effort against Sunderland. Last week, combined with the heat of today, that maybe maybe we were just tired. It was nine days ago that game. I mean, it was. There's so many things that you, you want to put your finger on to say. Because you know, 
there's got to be one, there's got to be a reason that we just weren't at it today. But it's just trying to find out what it was. Just trying to find out what it was. I think looking at, I mean, that, that goal went in and, you know, slight shell shock. I don't think they were expecting to concede that. It was a... Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the goal now. Uh, it was a bit sloppy, wasn't it? Oh, the first one, it was a uh, down the right-hand side. Yeah, cross. cross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that second goal was just pretty piss-poor defending, yeah. really. It was full of corners. Yeah, yeah free header goal. at the back post as well. Um, you know, Benz didn't have any chance with it, really. It just kind of... One of those headers yeah. that sort of goes in. Yeah. But he... Um, the head's dropped, and noticeably, it was Kearney's head that dropped now, there wasn't any leadership there. Yeah. This, I mean, the the idea that he's just a captain by name was summed up perfectly yeah. by that performance. Um, K Mac is captain, absolutely. In my eyes, yeah, he's we... there gene the players up, but Kearney's head dropped, and he just looked like another player. He looked almost like you know a petulant teenager when that one went in. Yeah, yeah, we, um, and we don't we don't want to spend the whole podcast uh, saying, no, slagging off every single player because you know they've done fantastically well to no. get to where they are, and you know you, you don't want to sum up the whole season or or anyone's entire repertoire just off the back of one game. But I have said for a while, and I think many people have said for a while that Tom Kearney, you know, as you said, is not captain material. It is Kevin McDonald. It is I'd argue to an extent Tim Ream. I'd even argue to an extent Stephanie Hansen. I. Yeah, you said you put it perfectly. Tom Kenny is a nay, is captain, purely because he's the best player, mm. and that's that's not what you want. You want someone, you want a leader to be captain, not the best player. And don't worry, we will get to the good bits. We will, yeah. Yeah, well, it's just get, very get, few of them. Yeah, yeah. Get get the crappy bits out of the way first. Um, but you know, if the rumours are true, if you know, is the playoffs coming up, and we'll talk about that uh, shortly. Um, but if the rumours are true, you know, it does sound like Kenny to West Ham is a very very strong. Yeah. And then, um, you know, that does give the opportunity to move the captain's armband onto K Mac or you know, Johansson yeah. or whoever it may be. Um, but it will, I, th- I kind of feel he was given the captaincy last year because they wanted to stop him moving. Yes. And, you know, they sort of like show appreciation for him, um, massage his ego a bit, give him the captain's armband. Um, and obviously he hasn't been, he hasn't been around for the whole season. Um, and you kind of feel that it's sort of his his fitness may still be an issue. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think the injury was so serious that it seems to suddenly be cured. Uh, that you know, I think he's probably playing playing under quite a bit of sort of pain. Um, whether this is the case or not, I don't know. But you kind of feel that it's sort of the, it's never really been quite fixed. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, that doesn't really that doesn't really uh, dictate his attitude. I mean, right. that is that is all him. Um, but obviously he did score, you know, and that it was a uh, it was a goal. That it was a, it was a, scrap, it was a scrappy. Goal. It was a scrappy goal, but it was a determined goal. Yeah. Um, but then the third, when that third goal went in, it was the whoever the Birmingham player was, uh, breeze past, kind of yeah. Kearney, yeah. and then Adoy wasn't really sort of on board with that too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's enough about Kearney. I think you know yeah. he kind of. Yeah. He, did, he didn't have a good game and I think it's sort of like we'll, we'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he sort of turns it around for the playoffs he might just you know go I had a bad one and then really turn it on yeah sorry uh, speed limits <laughs> <laughs> um, I think from, from the positive points um, Kamara came on again yeah and his, his bags of energy routine was definitely on show I mean it took him all of a minute and 15 seconds to get booked. Yeah. Which, it seemed a harsh booking at the time. Because they both went in for the ball. And I think just because of, you know, his strength, yeah. as much as anything, uh, made it look a lot worse. Yeah. I think Stuart Atwell uh, was being very Stuart Atwell-like <laughs> in that game. And, uh, yeah, booked him straight away. And I don't know, what do you think of what do you think of him? K- Kamara, in, ge- in general, I think Kamara, for some reason... I- Remember when, remember the year the year we went down, we had Ashkan Jago as the super yeah. sub. For some reason that seems to have been Kamara's Kamara's role the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And, you know, it, it's good to utilise him. I, would you the question is, you know, no one can doubt his his ability, I said at the start of the season. 
he looks as if he's got something, but he's just not fully developed yet. Yeah. Well, now it looks like he has developed it. So my question is, do you start with him going the no, first game of the playoffs? Yeah, no, Matt Target couldn't get through 90 minutes today. No. Whether or not he's going to be fit for, fit for next Friday. So do you sort of start with what we finished with and have Sess as the attacking left back and Kamara and another on the wing? I, I, I would, I'd go for it. You know, he's obviously got something about him that may, maybe he's built, you know, at, the, at this stage of his career, he's built to be a substitute, but give him a go for the start, yeah. from the start, because he, he could wear, spend 60 minutes wearing defences down, and then you bring someone else on to, to uh, capitalise on. Yeah, I uh, know, I totally agree with that. I think he, there's no, I mean, there's no reason he has to be the super sub. Yeah. You know, he can come in from the get-go, put in performances like that, leave the left-back, uh, well, yeah, left-back feeling, you know, completely sort of knackered yeah. after 60 minutes, and then bring on someone with a, maybe a little bit more refined, um, you know, uh, wing play. Yeah, Aite would tear apart a knackered left-back. Yeah, I don't know. Or Niskin Skibana, wherever he's got to. Was he injured again? Is he? I have no idea. I, I think we think we saw him on the substitutes bench I think, against Sunderland, I think, and then he just never been seen for again. I don't know. He, he's there. I can swear he's still fit. Oh well, we'll oh, look at that. If he oh, is, that's he right. Is. Yeah, because he got subbed and then subbed again. Yeah. Apparently. So, yeah, I think uh, I think Niskan's out of favour again. I don't yeah. think we, we probably won't see much more of him no. in a full show. Um, uh, yeah. So when he came on, he he showed the energy. He's still. I mean, he's some of his play it was great it was hustle it was bustle it was but <laughs> I think it kind of almost summed it up when it came to him on the edge of the six yard area and he missed the ball oh yeah as I as I said as I said on the uh, WhatsApp group and as I said on Twitter the irony of AK-47 not pulling the trigger <laughs> you know I want credit for that that's a, that's a fine joke on a, on a bad day that is a fine joke but yeah it's, I don't could it, could it have just been nerves I don't I, the uh, fact that there's so much on the line, he took that extra sec, that split second to think about it. Because Fredericks had the same thing, because he dawdled on the ball. Uh, I think it may have been, I think it may have been just before they scored. He was attacking down the right hand side. Yeah. Dawdled on the ball, lost it, and then they went up the other end. In the in the first half. And in the second oh, half, there was okay. the second half there was one. But, it, but he, it, um, I, I also think he doesn't have the same. Um, Reflexes, so yeah, one of the sort of the other players. Yeah, uh, you know, if that had been Mitro uh, sort of at the back post, I think he probably would have slammed that in. Yes, um, but he kind of just got caught under his feet, uh, and I think he just sort of like he took half, that half a second to think what he was going to do with it. Yeah. and in this at this level, half a second's too long. You need to just do it. Um, but I mean, you know, so all credit to him. He came on. He gave us that enthusiasm that we were lacking first half and yeah. he, you know um, Piazza went over on the left I think Sess was kind of playing almost like a a wing back but it was still 4-3-3 yeah it was it was kind of it was almost like a free roll yeah on the left oh, side down left hand side yeah. um, which you know at the time you know 2-0 down we don't really need to be worrying too much about defending we just uh, you know try and get a sort of yeah. ball in I think when we uh, went uh, got that goal back I think we could have shown a bit more uh, a bit more guile I'm trying to sort of go for yeah. that th- uh, that equaliser I mean you must have imagined they were shouting from the bench that you know Cardiff still weren't winning yeah yeah um, yeah Slab, yeah. Slab at the bench probably must have known what the scores were they must have and again maybe it was just too maybe just too little too late maybe because at that stage because when was it 83rd minute Tom Kenny scored maybe they were just too tired at that yeah. stage because you could you could see some of because some of the shots towards the end McDonald and Johansson had one straight and Stockdale David Stockdale by the way oh. fantastic performance fantastic <laughs> <laughs> you said yeah oh, of, it, of, it, of all of all yeah. the players well, as we were talking about it it's just like he's got a soft spot for Fulham still he yeah. he may not be at his oh no no he's pulled off an absolute worldie yeah. um, you know he I think he was loving it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean the the smirk when he was slowly taking the ball back for yeah. a goal kick. 
um, showed you that you know he wanted to win this game. He, you know, of course he doesn't want to. He last season he got promoted and then very strangely left. I was going to say there is some irony in the fact that he was part of the squad that went down. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not a case of you know we shifted around. Yeah, because because on the last day of the season he was there in the not the last day of the season but against Stoke. Yeah. He was saying you know we I you know we want to be you know and we want we want to get this team back to the top division. No, yeah. he didn't get it. So yeah. that, that was probably it. He was probably right. I want to stay, but Felix McGowan said no. Right, the whole yeah. the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> bleep that out yeah. if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Bleep Felix. Yeah. yeah. Um, so no, I, I think if uh, Mitro's header had gone in, it would have been different. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, Stoltdale loved that. Um, I think in the first half he pulled off a great save, but I think it was actually a free ball. It was pulled back for a free kick. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, he was just, he was just solid. You know, yeah. it, he has games like that, doesn't he? I mean, we know it from when he played for us. He has the sort of tendency to uh, have an absolute mare, but at the same time, he is also just fairly dependable. Yeah. In uh, a lot of the time. And, yeah, shame of us today. Yeah. Uh, although, to be fair, we didn't really have the many shots on target. No, exactly, no. We, we, he didn't have much to do, but no. what he did, he did fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I guess, you know, now we've got to sort of move on to what we've got coming up next. I mean, I was quite looking forward to, you know, no, no fuller matches until the World Cup. And then... Yeah, but what happened? Yeah. And uh, now we've got, hopefully, three. Um, and so, I think... Uh, Due to results, we're playing Derby. Aren't we? Yeah, I think yeah. it's confirmed. last time I checked, it was Derby, unless yeah. like they were playing ten minutes of added time. But yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's Derby. So Derby away on Friday night, uh, return leg, return leg back at the cottage on Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Derby have come up with some decent results lately. Yeah. I mean, obviously being Cardiff um, shows that you know, the, they tend to have poor run in this to the end of the season yeah um, so if they've picked up a bit now it could be a little bit dangerous obviously our record in the playoffs it's, stinks uh, am I right in thinking Danny Boy may have said that a couple of months ago but is it right that we have never won a playoff game no we've only played in playoff three times uh, in the 80s um, I think we lost to Bristol Rovers but I was going to say but like, and then we lost to Grimsby in 90. 798 and then of course running last year but yeah. we've never won a game not, not even a time we've never won a game no right so, that's, no. Uh, so yeah but, but here's the thing of the three teams that were the, the other teams in the playoffs you would rather have had Derby because you stuff going up against a Tony Pulis side twice yeah and Aston Villa as well stuff going, stuff going up against John Terry twice yeah you know, because he, because this is probably going to be his last, his last season. So he, he'd want to give out, he'd want to go out, go out on a high, and he hates Fulham as much as anyone. So, you'd, Derby, you know, I not ideal. I'd rather have had Preston. On the, you know, sure. they'd, have, they'd have got through on the last day, but of the three, I'd much rather have Derby. Just on a sort of recency bias thing, the fact that we played so well against them. Yeah. For the first half, for the first half at least, of a Pride Park, you know that is something, something to build on. I think I think we go up there. We, well, I think we need to grind out a result. I don't think, at the moment, we're playing as well as we have been during this run. I think it's no, definitely the end. The, the long season has definitely taken its toll. I mean, it just so happens that we've you know managed to keep this run going up to this point. I mean, let's not forget we went 23 games undefeated. We went half a season without losing yeah. uh, it's a shame they couldn't finish it but you know there's still uh, an incredible run and the players should be applauded for that and we're all hopefully the season will end with us going up so we can actually look back on this run and go that was incredible rather than it back on the run and go yeah exactly um, so we go out to Pride Park uh, I think the difference is this time around is that we've never played the home leg second right yeah um, okay I know we certainly didn't, obviously, Reading, I mean, certainly didn't against Grimsby. Uh, I'm not sure about the one. Yeah, you have to yeah, go back to the history. Um, but it will make a difference. Um, I think as long as we don't lose at Pride Park, yeah. um, then we should we should get through. You know, I think the, the college will be rocking on the, on Monday night. Um, you know, we'll, the players will be up for it. They'll want to get to Wembley. Um, 
and you know there is no excuse for tiredness at that point that is you know, yeah. get on with it you know um, so I think we should get through if I'm looking at pure stats and <laughs> theory oh, alright great but <laughs> I'm going for a new job <laughs> right um, but Fulham in the playoffs is just you know fills me with dread yeah so but as I said Derby are the team that you want to play and, and I agree with you we have to get I'd say provided we don't lose at Pride Park you know I'd take a 1-1 one, one draw even though the away legs rule in the playoffs it, it doesn't exist or there's something weird about it the away rule, the away goals rule. I'm no, not it doesn't, exist. it doesn't exist. No, no there's no way. Right, because there's weird football league rules that yeah, do yeah. it differently. So it doesn't. Okay, so right in that case, as long as we get a draw, yeah. I'll be happy because I don't want to go up to Pride Park and lose, say, one nil. No. Mm-hmm. Because then we'd have to come out and attack at the cottage, and Derby are a very fine side on the counter attack. Yeah. But, Matej Vidra, I still think, is one of the best forwards in the Championship. They'll have the guy like Nathan Redman off the bench. Andy Vyman as well will cause problems. Tom Huddleston, midfield, dictating play. They're a very good side. And, you know, I mean, they're the worst of the best, but, but they're a very good side. And they can cause damage, which is why we need to. That's the thing. Do you want to play for a draw at Pride Park, or do you want to go for a win and take it from there? I think, I think you need to go for a win. Um... Playing for a draw is so dangerous um, because you play for a draw. Someone slips, they score. Yeah. That draw is you know out the window. I think Fulham need to carry on playing like they've been playing um, and just you know make sure there's no sloppiness yeah. within the team. There was sloppiness today. Yeah, Slav will have um, Slav now has after Friday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four days now yeah. to drill into them. This must not happen again. And you know, there's yeah. there's no other manager in the league that I would rather have in that scenario, telling players right, pull your socks up, not again. That's the VC Cavendish. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I don't think he's going to pull any punches on this game. It, I imagine he would say it was unacceptable. Um, and it's now up to the players to turn this around. If they want to go get promoted, they now have to put up the socks, get on with it, and at least get us to Wembley. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the two teams that we could potentially play at Wembley are two very difficult ones. Yeah. Um, they're both, you know, you know Poulis or Bruce. Yeah. Both good managers in their own in their own way. You can't stand either of them, but they are no. good managers. No. Um, so, which would you prefer? Um, out of the, t- I mean, we're looking very, very far ahead. You know, this could, this could only come back to bite. No. But of the two, it's a tough one. I'd, for some reason, I'd go Aston Villa. And I honestly, I can't, I can't put a reason, but mainly because of the way that we had to grind out a result against Middlesbrough up at the Riverside show, that they're very hard to break down. You know, I'd rather, you know, absolutely, I'd rather have Aston Villa or Middlesbrough in a one-off game. Absolutely, I wouldn't want to play them over two legs. Because in a one-off game, I think we could take them. But I'd say Aston Villa because, purely because of Mitrovic versus John Terry. And that is a fight, that is a fight that I would love to see. (laughs) Well, you, you, you don't really care about the actual matches. Oh, stuff, stuff that match. Yeah. John Terry versus Alexander Mitrovic for 90 minutes is going to be a hoot. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I think... Mean, I mean, if you want to break it down sort of tactical tact reason, you know, the way, you know, our last games against them, you know, we drew, we beat middle you know. Have we played Middlesbrough since the game at the Riverside? Or at least track uh, of fixtures? Uh, no, because that was... That was remember. part of our... I, Lose track of fixes and play right. down to the heat. But all I know is the one the games I can remember this season is we beat Aston Villa comfortably 3-0. Middlesbrough we struggled against and got a lucky penalty to Northern Villa away. So I'd go I'd go for that. Well I think I think from my point of view I'd probably take Middlesbrough. Um, just because although ultimately I would love to see Mitro land a stray elbow somewhere on 
John Terry. Yeah. Um, really I, I, or anyone really. Uh, just anyone. He's a horrible person. Uh, I think he, as a sort of a defender, as a sort of a very experienced um, big match player, I think Terry would be with, uh, the sort of guy that would manage to G up Aston Villa to yeah. the point of the, and really get them up and yeah. really get it them go, focused it goes back like it goes back to what we were saying earlier about a leader exactly and he you know can't stand him as a person but he is a fantastic leader player yeah player leader um, twat you know yeah, he's, don't, he's yeah, brilliant don't say legend yeah. <laughs> um, whereas I don't think Middlesbrough have any of those players they have very good players you know and even the Adama Traore guys has been linked with a £30 million move to Chelsea yeah. uh, so sure they've got you know talented players but they don't have uh, players who have played these big matches at Wembley yeah. uh, in the same way we haven't um, you know so kind of what that I'm sorry I'm just for. trying to think so we don't, I don't think we have anyone that would have big game experience I would just uh, Ste- Stefan Johansson maybe a Scottish Cup final uh, it's not a big game though is it Okay, fair enough. But, just, but the whole preparation of you know final yeah. one game, he's got something. I think. I, I just, no, I can't, uh, think, I can't think of any. No, Mitro wouldn't have done, would he? I mean. No, he's. No. No, Target, no. No, I think no, that's it. Did, so did McDonald play in a playoff final with Wolves? Uh, he may have played in one with Burnley. I think Ooh, he played yeah. one with Burnley the, the year they came. Okay. Up. Okay, so we got one. Yeah. Maybe. One, maybe yeah. one, yeah. Johansson and McDonald put that down as a half each. Yeah. We got one. Okay. Yeah, Compared to John Terry, Champions League, fun. well, not Champions League, he didn't play in either of them. Multiple FA Cup finals. Did he fell over? Pardon? He fell over it. When, uh, when he took that penalty against Bayern Munich. Oh, the first one, of course. Oh, no, I guess, uh, yeah, 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 the first one. Of course he played the first yeah, one. Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah, it's the yeah, second no. one. Yeah, so right. carry on. <laughs> oh, so, but, heat. you know, he does have... He does have that big game experience. So I think, uh, and Steve Bruce as well, you know, he's seen it all, done it all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, w- I would take a game against um, a Pulis side just because I think they, whilst they don't really, um, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a pretty game. No. Whereas I think, you know, Fulham Aston Villa would be a great game of football. I think Fulham versus Middlesbrough would be sort of, you know, fairly grinding horrible match yeah that's not that's 90 minutes of nail biting yeah that is. Um, so I would still take that yeah um, I still have this issue where I actually won't be able to go to the playoff final and this is oh you, are you booked elsewhere I have a wedding to go to that day oh is it is it yours no oh okay no. well that, that doesn't matter then no I'm ill yeah exactly <laughs> uh, hang on you're not best man are you are you, no. are you a minor role in the background I'm, I'm not I, I am just a guest you're just exactly right. guest you can get Sack, sack that off oh. surely it's in Islington I mean what time is the playoff final I think it's 5.30 oh that's a horrible time for it why is the wedding at, why is the wedding at 6 oh four, right. yeah uh, it's it's a nightmare okay yeah oh. but you know I still hope to get there yeah yeah I still like to go up even if I'm not there even if you're not there um, but yeah it's, you know that again that is looking that is looking very to the far, future very far yeah, uh, yeah being massively hypothetical um but by the time we record the next podcast, we'll know. Yeah. And uh, uh, hopefully, we will get over this result today. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, we have to. Yeah. Simple as that. We can't dwell on it. For, can't dwell on it for too long. They have to be professional about it. They have to know. Or, you know, they have to remember how well they've played over the last five months. Yeah. Let's not let this blip yeah. define what has been a phenomenal second half of the season. And, you know, also have to remember that teams facing relegation, fighting for their lives, they do, you know, pull things out of the back. Um, I was talking about it last night. Uh, you know, you got sort of teams like that. I think the last team that came up fighting for their lives uh, in the last game of the season was Norwich. Do uh, that premiership season? I think it was about 2004, 2005. 2005, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, we beat them 6-0. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't fighting very hard for their lives. No. Yeah. Whereas this lot were. And, uh, yeah, really deserved it. Um, so I think playoffs, obviously, fighting for promotion. I, th- I think I think we have enough to beat Derby. I think there should yeah, still I, be yeah. enough left in the tank as well. Yeah. Um, so, fingers crossed, touch wood. You know, 
pray to whichever god you believe in, you believe exactly. in or don't believe in. You yeah. know, just uh, you know, just pray to them all. Yeah, cover all the bases. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll be our first visit to Wembley for 43 years. Uh, yeah, if the maths is right. Yeah, is that, yeah, how old am I? It's, yeah, 43 years. Um, and I think we're Hang on, the, were you doing the maths based on how old you are? Well, I was trying to remember because I was born in the 80s. Oh, okay. And yeah. 75, yeah. Okay. So, I, it's been a long four days. Of, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll excuse yeah. you. Excuse you if you've I, I, I occasionally sort of like remember what my name is at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, what else are we going to be discuss now we're in the car? There's not, there's like, there's there's not unless uh, we get, because that was my one worry about doing this is all of a sudden someone would cut me up and you just hear a load of expletives coming out. Yeah, we haven't, been, have we haven't been overtaken by the foot of us yet. Um, no, I was going to say, yeah, we'd be, well, they'd be, nah, they'd, they'd still be sticking around, wouldn't they? I, I wonder. I wonder if Slava's let them out yet. I mean, we're recording. When does the game finish? Half past two. It's now just gone four o'clock. Yeah. Do you reckon Slava's let them out yet? Do you reckon, I reckon he's still he, shouting? I reckon ten he minutes on each player. I know. I reckon he would have uh, made them go out onto the pitch with all the Birmingham fans. Oh just yeah. Still dancing around. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, that'd be daily punishment. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's not that's, that's, that's the end of the quite quite regular season. Yeah. I mean, it's been. I mean, looking back on the season. Um, it's been a very odd one. I mean, this 23-game unbeaten run, well, it's just its just crazy to think how long that is. Yeah, but here's the thing. It will only, but I, I, it will only count for something if we go up at the end uh, of it. The, it this, this goes back to my whole you know, thing, thing with Cardiff. And I suppose we should take a moment. Well done to Cardiff. You know, they... Yeah. I don't care how you do it Just do it They did it obviously better than we did You know Well better's a, better's a point of view But There's only so much you can say. Entertaining football That's fine but you've got to have a result At the end of it I mean, we, The thing is We had such a poor start to the season Absolutely that's, that's what screwed us up the Losing to Burn Albion Sunderland, Sunderland yeah. team, team to finish relegated. That's four points. Drop Drawing a home to Bolton. Drawing a home to Bolton. They went down. Uh, no, they didn't. Oh, did Bolton stay up? Barnsley. Barnsley, yeah. yeah. Um, so we, Barnsley was a tough game. I'll say that as well. At home. Oh, and, and away. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, that was, that was the... That was the McDonald and Cessna on two and injuries. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. That was McDonald's finest. Well, <laughs> second finest goal after the middle one. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it's it, we we dropped some poor points in that sort of early part of the season, and I guess you know, without sort of flashing back to the sort of QPR Brentford games, we dropped poor points there. I mean, based on the run we had, we should have gone up, but we have to look back at that first part of the season and go, that wasn't you know, was a, that wasn't a team befitting the Premiership. Yeah, and we had this, we had the exact same last season. Still right to call yeah. it last season. Because um, again, you look at how we started off. Started off that you know, beating Newcastle, then we won three. We won three on the bounce, then didn't win again until Brentford away, like the end of October. Mm. So for some reason, we just don't start very well. And I, I guess the, the, the excuse was this time that there was a hangover from the playoff defeat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had some bad hangovers in my time, but they don't usually last about They don't months. last uh, four months, no. no. Um, obviously, learning to play without Kearney while he was injured took mm-hmm. a bit of time. Um, they pretty soon got the hang of that, and I think they, rather than sort of reali- uh, you know, focusing on the fact that he wasn't playing, they sort of got round that. Yeah. You know, Oliver Nord was a more than capable standing, it should be said, for that, for that part of the season. Uh, I wasn't convinced by Norwood. I mean, obviously, he's, yeah. no, he's no Tom Kearney, but... I, I didn't think it was all that bad filling filling in. You know, we could it could have been worse. It could have been Ibrahim Asisa. Yeah, who's, I, who's I, another well, one who sort of got off. The I didn't realise he was still at the club. I saw a photo of him the is, other day. Is he still? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was. No, uh, there was a photo with him with um, a couple of the guys. Oh yeah, he's, the, still, uh, he's still picking up a wage. Still picking up a wage. Yeah, I thought they'd loaned him out, but apparently it fell through at yeah. the last minute. <laughs> um, so he is still at the club. Um, so maybe maybe we'll see him next season. Uh, I very much doubt it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you could see even you know even if we do go you know 
there's going to be a worse clear out if we stay down but even if yeah. we do go up you can see there's there's a clear out that needs to be made Cabano Dedgerton mm. I reckon is gone Cissé I reckon is gone yeah. if you can make the argument Rui Font is probably gone uh, well I mean you'd also have to look at the uh, the big ones and say Fredericks is out uh, Fredericks out of contract Kearney's gone Kearney and Sessignon I believe are, are in the same boat they'll be in the Premier League next year Yeah. it's just a case of who are they going to yeah. in the Premier League with and uh, you know ideally you, want to, ideally you want to be with us but it's time to start resigning to the fact that if we do not go up they're the two that are going to go which is why I said because during the preview for the Sutherland game who did they interview? Kearney, Sessignon and Fredericks. You couldn't have picked a worse three. <laughs> just to sum it, just that picture yeah. of them and Mottsware Park. Just, it was like, those are the three that aren't going to be there. <laughs> Why was, did you pick that? It was like a video interview. Yeah. Uh, um, but I think, it definitely, I mean, if Kearney were to go for, you know, 17, 20 million or something yeah. like that, you'd look at that as a pretty good bit of business, I think. Yeah, I think we only signed it for about three. Yeah, it was pretty Blackburn. cheap. Yeah. Um, One of Kit Simmons' better deals. Kit Simmons. Yeah, that was his signing. No, no, but you call it Simmons. What do I call it? Simmons. Oh, Simmons. 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 Fox. <laughs> oh, it's 25 degrees in the car. Don't blame me. <laughs> yeah, Kit yeah. Simmons. Kit Simmons. Kit yeah. Simmons' best signing. Along with, ironically, Ryan Fredericks. That's another yeah. one. Whereas, you know, if those three go, then you're probably looking at Metro going back on and back and then off elsewhere I don't think we'll be seeing him in the championship next season you say here's the thing I reckon if Slav A Slav needs to stay regardless of anything throw the check throw the check bad if he stays I reckon we can keep Mitrovic I reckon because there just seems to be some love in between them the Serbian connection I think that will be we're, we're saying this as if we're already we're saying this as if we're already planning for next season that's that if we know that, that, that is a bit pessimistic isn't it is it? a bit yeah. pessimistic I think and then looking at the alternative if we go up which we definitely will yeah um, is going to Mitrovic probably Mitrovic, will come back Mitrovic will sign a contract at Wembley as we're leaving the stadium yeah yeah uh, just, that, walk, yeah. just walk out the changing room just parading it to the when you go out when the players come out for autographs yeah. now I ain't, I ain't signing your shirt sign this yeah. just hold up the contract <laughs> Tony Khan will be there looking yeah. as if he's trying to get a shirt signed no it's a contract yeah. um, and I reckon we'll keep target for another season yeah um, regardless of which league we're in I think it'll be a sort of similar callous piazon yeah deal. Southampton aren't down yet aren't they no, no but they're I, still in I there. think if they were to go down they would take him back because I think Bertrand would go yeah um, and so they'd want him back. So, and ideally, so ideally, you want Southampton to stay up, which means Mark Hughes stays up. Which will but he's already relegated up. one team. Yeah, he's I mean, it'd be great if it was two. But yeah. I think it's sort of like we could just live with the one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, title stay. The midfield, I think. Um, the Kevin, so Kevin, it, it, Kevin and Johansson will stay. Yeah. I can't see anyone. They've well, the, been they've been good, but they haven't put in the type of performances that will attract them to other clubs unless Brendan Rodgers has happened to be watching the Millwall game saw the Kevin McDonald and said I have it yeah. unless that is the one thing that similar to Kasami who's made a career off that one goal unless <laughs> that happens I can't see either of them two leaving where did Kasami end up I mean he was at Forest with the Olympiacos why do we get the feeling he's still at Forest and just playing a big part role uh, I thought he was only on loan last season maybe yeah. he wasn't yeah. if he is he is no. if he isn't one of those one of those players that goes missing after they leave Fulham. Yeah. They sort of like they think the the uh, the grass is greener. Yeah. And then they leave and then it all goes a bit wrong for them. Yeah, Patrick uh, Roberts. Read Patrick Roberts for that scenario. Oh, he's done alright, Celtic. He's done alright, but he's not a man city, is he? How many games he played? Zero. He's still only twelve. I don't care. Uh. He's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> um and who else have we got? I think Piazon, we've probably seen the last of him. Um I don't think he's done enough this season to warrant a, a signing. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a reason that for so long in the year he was, you know, second choice right winger to Floyd Faite. There was a reason for that. Yeah, I but think so I think a because I think Floyd Faite Floyd Aite is a fantastic right winger at this level. Would I have him in the Premier League? No, but at Championship level certainly. I think he does a decent decent job. He's not well beaten, but he's decent. Um. 
I'm still not convinced by Ate, but... Yeah, if, if you're not convinced, you're not convinced. I can, I can understand why. It's... I, th I think him and Cabano, we kind of... We've got two very kind of similar players there, and I don't think either of them have particularly set the world alight. I mean, obviously, they've both scored sort of goals. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they have... Because towards the back end of last season, they were both fantastic. Mm. They just haven't rekindled yeah. that. Exactly. Um... Who else we got? Ojo. Think he'll, he'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's going back to Liverpool and then he'll be off to somewhere. So, someone mentioned he'll be off to Rangers. Uh, you can see Steven Gerrard without loving. You can see that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Gerrard will take a bunch of players. Yeah. I'm still not totally comfortable talking about who we're getting rid of. We, we don't even know what. No, well, we're to in. be fair, this isn't this isn't based on division. This is the, now talking about someone like Ojo, where I'm talking about all Piazza. I yeah, just yeah. don't think they will stay regardless. Okay, fair enough. Uh, same with Callas. Um, yeah, Callas. I, I feel a bit sorry for because yeah. he, he didn't exactly do much wrong, but you can you can understand why Slav dropped him, but. You, that's, that's an he's, interesting. He's a, he's a, I just can't. I can't wrap my finger around why he was because there wasn't a simple, you know, like one mistake, like a toy against QPR. There wasn't that one mistake where you can point to and say that's why he's not playing. It's hard. But based on, although Adoy did okay today, that last goal, I've been told showed him to be uh, showed him up somewhat. Yeah, Do you, you think Callas would come in for the playoffs? Maybe, I don't know. I've been told by someone who was watching who was watching both games that Adoy didn't seem to put much effort in tracking back and he could have stuck a leg out for the third one. Right. So maybe maybe he was just tired. I, that's, I'll, put, I'll, I'll just put it down to that after 90 minutes of running around in the 22 degree heat. I, you know, I'd probably be in the same boat. Even if I was you know, five stone light, I'd still be in the same boat knackered. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I, I, you know, we can't really talk about transfers who we're going to bring in, uh, just because we don't, yeah, we don't, we're, know, we don't know which league we're going to be in. It's easy, it's easy enough to sort of uh, be hypothetical about sort of the players that will leave. And I think with our loan signings, um, there, there are some we'd like to keep, and others that we could, you know, sort of get rid of. Do you know what I would like to see, regardless of what division we're you about to say Norwood. No, no, no. Okay. Regardless of what division we're in, I'd like to see a couple more of the academy kids make a step. Excuse me, make a step forward because Slav has shown in the past. You know, Ryan Sessegnon, he gave him a go yeah. when he was a 16-year-old. Guys like I've no idea if he's still with us, Matthias Kate. Guys like Luca Del Torre. Mm -hmm. Guys like Matt O'Reilly. Guys like Steven Sessegnon. You know, if, Fred if Fredericks goes, there's a right back for you. I would like to see a few more academy players. Not necessarily starting every week, but at least give it, at least given a go. Yeah, and I think he did with Delatore, give yeah. him a go. Yeah. Uh, I think he looked okay, but he certainly looks as if he needed a few more games. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think he, there was talk about loaning him out to an MLS team as well, which I think would be a fairly good shout because the level over there is fairly decent, yeah. and it would give him a sort of you know a particular sort of link to Kai's teeth and. Yeah. Um, Kate, yeah, he is. How have you pronounce it in Estonian? He's still there. Yeah. Um, and he seems to be doing pretty well for the. Um, under 23s the um, Icelandic guy Thorenstein oh Thor Nick Thor Thorsteinson Thorsteinson absolutely yeah, there's, your, there's your starting winger Thorsteinson on one side Sess on the other there's your partnership which says Ryan right. <laughs> hopefully yeah. hopefully right if not can Stephen play right can Stephen play on the wing oh uh, give him a go if he does he does if we you know we just they're twins yeah you know just so one to just replace him with the other yeah because yeah because it is something that Slav has done, you know, as I say, he's given players a go. Guys like Stephen Humphreys, because last year he did did the same thing, where we were, because it was when Chris Martin was ineligible against Derby. Yeah. He gave, he gave Stephen Humphreys a run out. He's done, from what I've heard, pretty well Rochdale this season. Well, they managed to stay up. Yeah, um, I, I, think he, I think he was coming off the bench quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think the Stephen Humphreys one, is that's an interesting one, because he kind of seemed to do uh, very well for the under-23s or reserves, whatever they're called, yeah. a couple of seasons ago. Um, but I don't know if he had an attitude issue um, or if he was just... It was just that step up was a bit too much for him. Um, but he did seem to not quite, you know, have it yeah. in the championship, yeah. which, you know, fair enough, he's young. 
good. But at Rochdale, he seems to have done okay. Um, but you kind of want a player who is pushing for a starting, or you know, a squad place in the championship yeah. to be at least starting the majority of games in League One, yeah. especially for a struggling team as Rochdale were. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he comes back and whether we keep him. Do you, do you reckon we're getting rid of George Williams? There's another one that's a bit of a bit of a conundrum. Yeah, I, I, again, another one who has been sent out to the reserves. Um, yeah, he's at St Johnston now. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I personally, I know people do like him. Again, not really been convinced by him in the past. I think he had sort of flashes here and there. Yeah, he had that flash under, you know, under Kid Simmons, Simons, however it's pronounced. <laughs> however it's pronounced, that first couple of months, that in Kid Simons, first of that's all September to November. Yeah. In his, in his first season, child, when we did see, did see me well. You know, guys like Bean Christensen and George Williams were doing fantastically yeah. well at that. Time. So we know, so we show, he's shown that he can do it. It's just whether or not he can do it on a consistent basis. And I kind of feel he won't. Um, I don't know what he's done at St Johnston. I mean, I can't say I follow, follow mid-table yeah, Scottish I, I, football. Yeah, I don't, blame you. I don't blame you. Um, so, I mean, we may do. Um, I have a feeling probably not. Me. I don't see him as much of a slab player. Um, and if slab does stay, uh, I think he would have been in the squad a bit more. Yeah. He's definitely been in the under-23s and nowhere near the first-team squad. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, back to the sort of the younger players. Um, obviously, if Fredericks was to go, Cyrus Christie would step up to right-back. Oh, obviously, yeah. um, But that would, you know, in the same way that we've got Christie to back up Fredericks, I imagine Cessna would be backing up. Um, Christie, yeah. and he's obviously very talented. Um, you know, he's sort of what we hear playing for the England seventeen World Cup team, wasn't it? I think uh, one of the England teams. Yeah, I think we had this argument yeah. a while back. I couldn't work out which which squad he was in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's definitely got talent, uh, but still very young. Um, and yeah, I think it's always great to see players come through the academy. Uh, but it's it's very important not to rush them. Yeah. So not to rush them and to, and to get the right players as well. Exactly. Um, so if we get um, what's his name? Not Thorenstein. Forsteinson. Forsteinson. Yeah. That's that's me. Yeah, that's me guessing based on what I've seen on Football Manager. I've no idea how to pronounce it. Yeah. Well, it sounds about right. It sounds better than Thorenstein, which sounds yeah. more like a sort of you know from Israel or something yeah. like that. Um, so I think he looks like he'll probably get into pre-season squad at the very least yeah um, and you know a couple of players in there who definitely look like they'll get some time in the first team but again they don't want to rush them and if they feel they need another season playing under 23s or being loaned out to teams in the sort of in the league or league two or overseas I think yeah. we shall see uh, but obviously if we go up it'll all be It'll be completely different, yeah, because Thorstein's not getting into a Premier, a no. Premier League squad. Uh, we'll be going out, we're blowing, we're spending ridiculous amounts of money on all these amazing players that yeah. want to come to us because finally Fulham are back in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, and players we've never have heard of. Exactly, either. yeah. Um, there'll be some, you know, Hungarian wonder kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and obviously, because we'll have this brand new stand uh, being built while we're playing at Wembley. Um, <laughs> Or, or whatever happens with that um, slightly with bizarre it's still, not, it's still not confirmed they've still got a agree price on that but bloody it's, yeah it's still weird have we talked about the Wembley thing on the podcast before no no that's that. shall we yeah yeah why not I mean, we, well, we're talking about anything else um, um, what's your opinion I've got I've got my opinion on it uh, but I'll, I'll listen to yours first I've heard mine um, I honestly don't know what to think about it because I don't know the full details like like because there's so many things that go on around it, like the fact that it's affecting Tottenham, the fact that it's affecting Chelsea, the fact that you know Shahid Khan's going to own it, but how much of the revenue that he gets from it, how much is he going to spend on us, how much is he just going to put it into his own pocket, not that I'm accusing him of anything. It's just so much to take in that it's just baffling. And what, what was weird was... Um, so many people that so many people started saying oh Fulham are going to play at Wembley now but that was never the case and no one I mean I joked about it but there was other people people on Sky Sports News had to stress to the people watching that Fulham are going to be playing at Craven Cottage for the near, the near future 
as if anyone ever thought that a championship club was going to be playing at Wembley, regardless of what yeah. division they're, you know, a pretty small club in the grand in the grand scheme of terms, a small club playing at Wembley is baffling. Honestly, as I don't want to make any full assumptions until we know exactly what is happening. Because it could be something incredibly fantastic, or it could be like a side project for Shihi Khan that has absolutely nothing to do with it. We get none of the revenue from it, in which case it's just just another thing in the distance. It's like, oh, someone owns Wembley. What happens now? It, uh, well, it could be anything at this point. My, my viewpoint of the whole thing is that Shahi Khan is a businessman. Yeah. Pure and simple. There's a reason he's made billions. It's because he is a very astute businessman. He owns sports teams. He owns what was that like mechanics or something? Like it's something, it's something to do with bump, with bumpers on the back of trucks. It's yeah. something weird. something ridiculous, but has made him a huge amount of money. Yeah. Um, and Wembley Stadium is clearly something he sees to be uh, a business a business idea for him that will create revenue and also be you know give a stable home to the Jacksonville Jaguars over here um, but there is no reason to connect Fulham with Wembley just because the same uh, businessman owner owns both yeah it's I think people kind of just assume that because he's bought another business interest within London within the UK it's going to directly affect another one of his yeah but reality is he can make a I mean, he's spending a lot of money on it. Yeah. When you try and work, do the maths, you say like, you're going to have to make a good eighty million profit a year on it to yeah. see how you sort of to see right investment within within ten years. Yeah, um, which seems he's seems obviously tricky, but yeah, he's I mean, obviously got some ideas for what to do with it because at the moment Wembley is running at a loss. Yeah. That's why the FA are getting rid of it. So obviously he has some ideas on how to make more money off it. Yeah, but why I mean in that case why don't the FA just bring him on as a consultant and say right okay you've got these ideas uh, we'll yeah, pay you a lot of money exactly exactly um, there's obviously something else and there's obviously something else going on behind it and there's obviously a reason for it that hasn't come to the forefront yet and the I mean the FA they say St George's Park is their focus Wembley is a stadium it is where the national team play their home games cup final etc etc but they sort of St George's Park is their big thing because that's where they train. That's where the the next um, you know group of players developed, etc. Yeah. Um, so maybe they just see it as an asset. When we say it as an asset, and they can uh, look to make a large amount of money from it, which should hopefully clear any debts they yeah. may have, and they can invest that money, uh, hopefully. To developing the next batch of exactly. England players. Exactly, but one of the things I've, I've heard about, because I've discussed it with other people, is say it is you know 800 million to spend on grassroots football. That's absolutely fine. What happens when the 800 million runs out? What happens if after you know 800 million, once you've built the you know 15,000 3G pitches, which everyone seems to go on about, once you've built them, now what? Because you've still got to find money-making revenues from somewhere. And you've now lost Wembley Stadium, which, even though you're running out of loss, it could still make you some money if you just sorted it out. Well, they still they'll still get money. I mean, they still I mean they'll get money from TV rights and everything like yeah. that. They'll get money in the same way they've got money beforehand. Yeah. They would have just uh, you know uh, boosted their the coffers with the sale of the stadium. Yeah. Um, I think you know obviously it's quite funny if it means that Chelsea can't play there, but I I don't. I don't see that being a, a automatically the case because Chelsea will pay a large amount of money to so play, play there. Yeah. And part of um, Khan's business plan probably involves taking money off Chelsea. Yeah. And, and actually, we should afford it for that. Exactly. And yeah. as I said, for, you know, Chelsea are going there for the FA Chelsea going there for the FA Cup final, are they? Yes, they are. Yeah. So if the deal is done, ideally, if the deal is done beforehand and then going on further into the future, every time a Chelsea fan buys a pint of beer at Wembley, they are directly adding to our transfer budget, which I think will be hilarious. And should Kipiora Brentford, heaven forfend, ever get to a playoff semi-final or a playoff final or FA Cup semi-final, League Cup final, God forbid, 
every beer they drink, every bag of you know three pound Maltesers. I was gonna, it's going straight to us. I was going to say because um, a couple of beers there were probably fun to play. Exactly. It's How, that expensive. That, that, that's a thing. If Fulham get there, free beer. Do you reckon? Do you reckon he would? At the full event, fifty percent off. You, he would. Sure, he's a nice man. He's a nice man with a cracking moustache, but I don't think he would give us cheap beer. Okay, have, you, have, you, have you drunk at the cottage? Uh, no, uh, no, because I usually drive. Oh, okay. So I'm, so I'm sensible. Ah, yeah. No, it's very expensive. Yeah, it's it's London prices. Okay, okay. And, uh, okay, ten percent yeah. off. No, no, yeah, ten percent off. Ten percent. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there is a chance. I think in the future I don't know you know if we suddenly decide to redevelop both ends at one time that we may play a season yeah yeah the option will be there that if something say because we're talking about develop redeveloping the riverside stand and as far as I'm aware it's going to be you know we can go we can do it without any uh, crises or having to do anything we could do it whilst the season is going on yeah but should you know, uh, football league or Premier League regulations say no. Whilst any work is going on, you can't play there. It at least gives us a backup option without having to go back to back to Loftus Road again, yeah. or <clears throat> for heaven forfend, uh, Brentford's new ground. However many that's going to fill, uh, it does. It gives us the. It gum, yeah, gives I mean, se- the Brentford ground, from what I've heard, um, I, I know someone who's working on the uh, the uh, engineering side of it, yeah. and they keep changing the plans so much on it that they think that it's actually never going to get built. Um, <laughs> so by the time they funny. actually get round to it, um, it's it's one of these things that Brentford Stadium may they may have broken ground on it by that point. Okay. Um, but I mean, you look at the, the Riverside Stand plans, Riverside Stand plans. Um, they look great. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing that stand, uh, stand built. Yeah. Um, because the face of the Riverside Stand as it is looks a bit grotty, a bit run down. Yeah. Um, and then the Putney and the then will need to be. Uh, redeveloped at some point yes. because essentially when they were built they're kind of and you can hear that when you walk on them they are big temporary stands yeah absolutely I, I did wonder because I, the amount of times I've been on that with that and the, the footing it looks oh, I don't know what they said plywood it's not there it doesn't feel like a permanent stand no it doesn't you know, look like concrete or steel or some, something firm footing it does feel like it's just as you said a big temporary thing yeah and you can see it's starting to rust and everything which yeah. is it's fine I mean rust is rust is a big deal but it's definitely looking like they need to do some work on it soon now whether that means that they just need to put two new stands up that are you know more in line with you know the ground itself yeah or would they just uh, gut the seats and everything and put new stuff in don't know but I think there will be a lot of works going on at the cottage over the next, say, decade, yeah. um, depending on what sort of uh, time frame the can see there. And, depen- yeah. and depending uh, on what we can and can't do, because let's not forget the Johnny Haynes stand. That's a listed building, so there's only... That will never change. I was going to say, there's only certain things yeah. we can and can't do. And I wouldn't want that changed. No, no, no neither would no. I. But I just, have you ever been to Plymouth Home Park? Uh, I haven't, but I know what the ground looks like. But it's the same. It's this... Modern, it's the modern stadium, the type yeah. that Reading, Cardiff, Swansea, Leicester, all built in on three sides. Yeah. And then there's one old stand opposite, and it just looks out of place. It's like Birmingham. Like Birmingham, to yeah. an extent, yes. It just looks out mm. of place, and it looks weird. I don't want that to happen no. to the cottage. Have three absolutely fantastic, magnificent, you know, look like they've, like the UFOs should drop down from space stands. No, that was the old, that was the old design of the. Uh, Oh, whatever it looks like, <laughs> whatever, whatever it looks like, and then all of a sudden, just, the Johnny Hayes stand just looks yeah. miserable there on its own, all 120 odd, however many years old it is. It has to be done the right way. Yeah, and you know this is why they pay designers a lot of money, a lot of tax, a lot of yeah. money, and hopefully they won't, you know, overdo it. No. Um, but one one thing I do want to say on the whole thing buying Wembley. Do you remember the pre-season friendly? I think it was only one year. Do you remember the Wembley Cup? And it was Celtic, Spurs, Barcelona, and a another. I can't remember the team. Just play, just like like the like an Emirates Cup start to right, yeah, Wembley. Yeah. Can't we bring that back? Just get full of. Uh, just to play there. Yeah, the Europa League teams. Just a pre-season friendly tournament. The you can get Fulham, Shakhtar Donetsk, 
Basel and Wolfsburg. Where you were trying it's to three, tell us, what, three, what, like a flashback tournament? Yes, yeah, yeah, three season friendly tournament. Let's have the lot. Or what was the group stage? CSK, Sofia, Roma, and Basel. It's pretty level. Why, why not? Yeah. Oh, okay. That would be a, that's a money spinner, yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, because you're not going to get Juve over, are you? Yeah, Juve, Hamburg, uh, maybe not Atletico Madrid. Oh, no, 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 fuck that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, maybe give us a few games at Wembley. But I want to play at Wembley for the right reasons, and that includes playing in the playoff final, because that would be positive we're going to break that trend of not being able to play playoff game. Uh, is that your games. way of wrapping up the podcast? This is my way of wrapping up the podcast. Because right, it's this is what we're really focusing yeah, on. Yeah, it's been, it's been lovely doing it in a car, um, or, you know, face-to-face. On, lo- to, on location, I mean. Exactly. Uh, you know, it doesn't get much more uh, um, current than straight after the game. Yeah, and it's a lot uh, easier as well, because we're not doing it on Skype. We have to guess when people are taking a breath. Exactly. Or whether or not they finish their point. Yeah, I mean, and we've been able to sort of dribble on for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's killed the time, at least. Uh, but yeah, um, obviously the regular season is over now. Um, we're heading into the playoffs. Uh, we weren't surprised that we are playing in the playoffs. It's a shame how it did happen, yeah. given the opportunity that we could have gone up. Um, I'm going to go home and have a bath and try and soak yeah, you, my legs. You, you need it. I, I, I need. I need a bath. Um, Not because you so. smell already. I'm sorry, you're sorry, <laughs> but because you've just been so out on your feet for the last three days. Um, and yeah. Um, I just want to say congratulations to everyone who took part in the Fulham's Birmingham walk. Uh, you can still donate um, for the next uh, couple of weeks. If you go onto uh, my Twitter page uh, at MC Calton, you'll see the link on there is just giving uh, forward slash Fulham's Birmingham walk. Uh, we've raised over 12 grand so far, so if we can get up another grand, that would be amazing. And yeah, uh, next time we do a podcast, hopefully we'll be on our way to Wembley. Hopefully. All right, well, thanks very much, Matt. Lovely. Lovely short to you.